is Christian Questions. James Gordon once said, It's not that some people have willpower and some don't. It's that some people are ready to change and others are not. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christian Questions Talk Radio with a Purpose with Jonathan and Rick. This isn't your typical Christian commentary. We love talking with our audience, and we promise to never talk at you like so many talk shows do today. This is a conversation about biblical topics as we look at them from a different perspective. And Rick, that perspective is based on godly principles, family values, honest dialogue, all in a politically free zone. Jonathan, the best part is this. We talk and you listen, and then you talk and we listen. You can also contact us at our website, ChristianQuestions.com. I'm Rick. And I'm Jonathan. And we are glad that you have chosen to spend some time with us on this fine Sunday morning. And Jonathan, good morning. What's happening? What's going on? It's the last program of 2013. Yes, it is. And Rick, our question this morning is, is it finally time to change? Ready. Fire. Aim. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Theme scripture. It is in Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty. And folks, it's time for a Christian Questions pop quiz. Ah, you didn't know you were going to get quizzed this morning, did you? Who here in our listening audience is so satisfied with their Christian life, they see no need to focus on further change or development? As you look at your life and imagine yourself before Jesus, would you hear him say to you, now Jonathan, I want to use you as an example. Okay. Wow, Jonathan, your character is so fully developed. Your prayer life is so complete and your sacrifice of your will is so overwhelmingly perfected that you can just stop trying. Just relax, for you are the perfect example of my disciple. No. (laughs) I've got work to do. All right. right. Well, then the question is, if we have to look at ourselves in that light, what are we doing about it? Are we resolving to change? But more importantly, are we keeping our resolve? And that's two very different things. That's true. We can make, make the resolve to change. And then we have to keep the resolve. And, that, and, and that's why uh, in, in, our, in our title, if you will, is it finally time to change? It's ready, fire, aim. Oops. And because what happens is, Jonathan, most of us, especially at New Year's, we, New Year's comes up on, on us kind of quickly. And then we decide, okay, you know, time to put some things on paper and make some changes. That's right. And so you do it quickly and you don't go through the process. And inevitably, 95% of all New Year's resolutions fail. Correct. So how can we keep that from happening? Well, one good um, reason we know we aren't, our character is not crystallized is we're, we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. If, if our character were crystallized, then uh, our work would be done. That's right. And, and we'll be talking about that process as we go through the program. And Jonathan, actually, before we get into this program deeply, I wanted to just t- talk very briefly about last week. We did a a program last week on the the Christmas story. It was a Christian Questions Christmas story. Mm -hmm. And in that program, we we had six chapters of the the, the real story of Christmas. And what we did with those six chapters is we pulled them out of the radio program and made them into a CD. And, folks, we'd like to offer that to you free of charge as, as, as a gift from Christian Questions to you to put the true meaning of Christmas always, always, always in front of you. So a Christmas story from the beginning to end. Right. Uh, and it's based on it's last week's program without all of the extra stuff, uh, and it was it's it was such a a great 
inspiring look at the Christmas story. So, folks, if you'd like to get that CD, again, free of charge, give us a call at 866-985-4255, toll-free, 866-985-4ALL, and talk to our call screener. Let, let her know that you want the, you'd like to get that CD. She'll take your information, and we'll get that out to you over the next couple of weeks. Wonderful. Okay, let's get started here with resolutions. Let's go to a soundbite. We found this on YouTube. I was looking for the history of New Year's resolutions because I always like to find out where do things start. Sure, that's context, Rick. That's right. (laughs) And I was shocked at how long ago this concept of New Year resolutions began. Let's listen to this first uh, soundbite on the history of New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions, one of those ideas that seem to have existed forever. But it did have a beginning, a long time ago. The New Year's holiday was first celebrated approximately 4,000 years ago in Babylon. However, the Babylonians did not have an official written calendar, so they observed the holiday in March during the early beginnings of spring. During this time, the Babylonians would make promises to their gods, usually entailing paying their debts. Shedding a few pounds didn't seem to be on top of their minds. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's a there's an interesting thread that will run through all of those sound bites on the history of New Year's resolutions. Well, Rick, uh, the concept of paying your debts that's a good thing. Yes, it is. In fact, I, I often think, okay, yeah, yeah. I want to be as debt free as possible. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Four thousand years ago, so New Year's resolutions in in a lot of ways has a very pagan beginning, but it's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about. We want to go through the the concept of ready, aim, fire, putting them in the right order. Oh, not the wrong order? No, not the wrong order, because usually people do ready, fire, aim, and then just you miss. So let's talk about the ready part, okay? We're going to spend some time on getting ready. And folks, if you have a thought on your idea of what it takes to make changes, significant changes in your life, whether they be small or large, we'd love to hear from you at 866-985-4255. Part one, ready. This part of the process is the least glamorous of the three steps of the ready, aim, or fire, and is also probably the most overlooked as well, even though we tend to think we are ready. You see, we don't, we don't involve ourselves in the process. We just think we're ready. We don't prepare to right. be ready. Ready represents the prep work before the event. It's akin to all of the practice that a professional has to put into before an event. No one cares about those hours. The technique, the discipline, and the focus all done ahead of time. Observers only care about the performance. Did you win? Uh, that's right. Right. We don't <laughs> yes. care about the thousands of hours that went into Did the game. Did you get the W? Right, right. <laughs> they only see the result. The athlete, though, knows differently. And Jonathan, this reminds me of a quote from a very, very highly successful uh, NFL quarterback who retired several years ago, Joe Montana. This is a quote from him upon retiring from the NFL. This is the reason he gave for retiring. I didn't lose my will to win. I lost my will to prepare. And that speaks volumes. It does. Because, you know, we all have the will to win, but do we have the will to prepare? Without preparation, you can't win. The prep work it takes. Right. And that's all in quiet. That's all done where nobody can, there's no glamour. No, there's there no attention. Yep. There's just you and the work. So perhaps for our purposes, the ready uh, will consist of two things. Listen and look. And then think. We're going to put listen and look together. Okay. Okay, as All one right. thing, and then think is the second. So let's go to a, uh, and Jonathan, we want to have fun with this program this morning. Let's go to a New Year's resolution song that's actually kind of popular up on, on um, YouTube. There's, they must have a, um, about a million hits by now. Uh, Rhett and Link. Uh, and we're going to 
play this song throughout uh, part of the program here. We're just going to play you the first verse of their New Year's resolution song. Working out, losing weight, maybe using tanning spray, becoming more attractive in general. Reading more, watching less, learning all the rules for chess, becoming somewhat smarter in general. Eating fish, not fingernails, volunteer to save the whales, becoming a better guy in general. Saving more, spending less, yes, I will wag my chest, dating more girls in general. We'll just hold on there. And I'm not waxing my chest, okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> right here, right or now. Or eating fingernails. Well, it says eating fish, not fingernails. Oh. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what it's saying, okay, these are all the things that go through our minds. These are the things, the ways we want to change. And that's the process of, of New Year's resolutions. We think about, yeah, I don't like this. I'd like to change that. I'd like to be better at this. I'd like to stop doing that. And, and, and for most of us, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a process of thinking but then we just stop at that. It, it, it's not a, a, a thought that goes deeply into our lives. It's just a thought that occurs to us. And that's kind of what the song is like. You're right. So to be ready, we must look and listen. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 to 4. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. Now Habakkuk was having a real issue, and he was a little frustrated with God because he saw the great evil around him, and he was crying out to God saying, Look at this. Haven't you noticed how bad things are? Sounds like today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, sometimes we have, that same, we have that same emotional issue with God. Yes. What's wrong here? And, and it's... it's almost humorous when you look at it you step back and you say wait let me get this straight you're going to be yelling at god <laughs> you know all knowing all powerful almighty creator of all things and habakkuk was going through that same process but what and, and god would answer him and god in the answer that you just read gave him an actual process he gave him a process for defining and, 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 and clearly accomplishing the, the things that need to, to happen in our lives in terms of goals and so forth. And, and there's actually six, six steps here that Habakkuk, uh, in God's answer, is, is relating. The first step is, is what? Have a clear, defined goal. Okay, a clearly defined goal. Because God says, write the vision. So it has to be clearly defined. You can't write something down if it's not clearly defined because it just it, it won't make any sense. What's the second point? Write it out in great detail. Okay. He says, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. So in other words, it's not just sort of scribbling, you know, scribbling notes. When you're making something plain upon tablets in, in those days, tablets, you know, in this day, you know, you're, you're, going, to, you're going to put it in. It, you're not just scribbling an email or a text. You're actually putting a plan down. That's why it says, write the vision, make it plain upon ta- uh, tablets. So you've got to have a clearly defined goal and write it out in great detail. The next trick is review it daily. And where do we get that from the scripture? Well, because in, 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 the, in the verse it says, so that a runner may read it. So that a runner, somebody who is going to accomplish a mission. Okay, this is not some. Think about this. Back then, nobody ran just for recreation. 
true. <laughs> okay. If you had a runner, it was either a competition or they were going someplace to deliver some message. Mm-hmm. So a runner would have to read the message and understand the message so they could run to deliver it. And they would have it in their minds as they were going carrying it. So they were, in other words, you have to be able to, to read that goal daily. And this is all preparation, Jonathan. This is all part of the get ready stage. Next is take action. Do those things necessary to make progress. See, in, 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 in the scripture it says, For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. So that's a take action. What it's saying is uh, there's something active that's going to be accomplished here. You have to be a part of it. So the idea of having it written and the runner carrying it is the take action. All of these things come together. So in the ready stage, it's the realization that we have to be able to to take action. What's the fifth step? Realize that failures are only stepping stones. (laughs) And in this message to Habakkuk, what a great, powerful tool that realization is. In this message to Habakkuk, it's, if it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. So when we get frustrated with God, God is telling us here, if it seems to tarry, don't worry. It's coming, because I said so. My timing, not yours. Right. So the failures of our own ability to grasp it are actually stepping stones. And finally, never, never, never give up. And in the verse, it says the righteous will live by faith. So it gives us a real clear sense of the value of these six steps in terms of setting goals. Now, we heard from Rhett and Link their little resolution song at the very beginning, and they they suggested all kinds of things, working out, losing weight, using tanning spray, becoming more attractive, you know, learning chess and eating fish, not fingernails, and blah, 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 blah. Well, let's hear what they say next in their little song about the New Year's resolutions. But not this year. No, this year is different. As different as a gazelle. Yes, a gazelle from a deer. After all these failed resolutions, my future is clear. The future is near. So here we are talking about all making this this firm readiness, and they're saying, but not this year. After all these failed resolutions, my future is now clear. So you know they're going in a different direction. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be a good direction, but it's fun to listen to because it reminds us of the direction that we typically go in our lives uh, as we look at resolutions because what happens, Jonathan, we get excited for a moment and a few days after New Year's, we might be still excited and a few days after that, we might remember the resolutions. And maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and a few days after that, it was like, what resolution? I didn't really mean it this time. And why? Ooh, I forgot to write it down. Yeah, yeah, or I forgot to focus on it or I forgot to read it or I forgot to, I forgot to, I forgot to. See, we're not getting ready and that's the beginning start uh, place for resolutions. This is Christian Questions. I'm John. Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim. Oops. Coming up. So how do we get ready to be more Christ-like? Look and listen. For what? Can't I just read my Bible and go to church? Isn't that enough? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim. Oops. (laughs) 
If you have a thought, give us a call at 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. And our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And Jonathan, this is an important program. We're going to have a lot of fun with this this morning, but it's an important program because it is all about what do we do to actually execute really valuable change in our Christian lives. And, and really, you know, there's lots of changes we can d- decide we want to make in our lives. But the biggest thing is the life, the life of a Christian. How am I going to be more Christ-like? How can I resolve that Christ-likeness in my everyday life? So that's really where we're, what we're focusing on here. And as we take that focus, we're looking at the, the typical ready-aim-fire and realizing that most of us don't do it in order. Right. We get all mixed up. Right. We, we think we we're ready. We get so excited. Right. We think we're ready and we take a shot and then we miss and then we say, oh, I guess I can't do that after all. And too bad because we are missing out on great, great opportunity. One of the things we're doing this morning, Jonathan, is going through the history of New Year's resolutions. And we found out that resolutions actually started 4,000 years ago in Babylon. Wow. But they didn't have a written calendar, so they would do it in the spring, and that would make sense. Mm-hmm. The spring's where life begins again. Sure. Uh, and now let's take a look a little bit further in that same uh, that that same um, source from YouTube, uh, and look at the uh, history of resolutions uh, from the standpoint of Roman history. And I really like this soundbite, and I'll tell you why when we're done. Then, in Roman times, as different emperors took the throne, the calendar began to change. In 153 BC, the Roman Senate ruled that the new year would officially begin on January 1st. The Romans would make vows to their god Janus, after whom the month of January was named. They would commonly ask for forgiveness and exchange gifts. In 46 BC, Julius Caesar altered the months yet again, and he made the year last for 445 days. It was during the reign of Caesar that resolutions became more recognized with people making promises, such as showing kindness to others. Still, no sign of Weight Watchers. Because <laughs> isn't that the great, the biggest resolution people seem to make now? Losing uh, weight. I'm lose some weight. And, yeah. uh, and, but again, uh, the Roman Senate in 153 BC ruled that New Year's would begin January 1st, and their vows and promises would be made to the god Janus for January, uh, and they would ask forgiveness and so forth and so on. Give gifts. And, mm-hmm. and so, so you have Roman history really developing the idea of New Year's resolutions. But the best part about this was in 46 BC, where Julius Caesar uh, changed the length of the year to 445 days. Think about that. If that was the case, I would only be 43 years old right now. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> now, if you really if you get your calculator out, you can figure out how old I really am. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> okay, let's get back to being ready. Okay, it's ready, aim, fire. That's our focus. And again, folks, if you have a thought, it's 866-985-4255. Also, Jonathan... Uh, we want to just remind our listeners about our CD uh, that we are giving away to anyone who would like to call in and receive one uh, from the Christian Questions Christmas story from last week. That's right. So call our call screener, give her the information so she can send it out to you. That's 866-985-4255. And on that CD, we've taken out all of the radio stuff and just narrowed it down to just the chapters of the Christmas story. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to be reminded and inspired about the truest meaning of Christmas. But we want to hear what you have to say about today's topic. Post your comments on our Facebook page and our blog. Go to ChristianQuestions.com. Okay, so part one is let's be ready because it's supposed to be ready, aim, fire. So we have to look and listen, right, Rick? Right. That's what we have to do. Another scripture on that, Isaiah 30, verses 20 and 21. Although the Lord has given you bread of privation and water of oppression, he, your teacher, will not no longer hide himself 
but your eyes will behold your teacher. Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left. So, again, in that Isaiah prophecy, that, that, that picture is, is showing us that in our Christian preparation, we can access the will of God. We can see his will and we can hear it if we are tuned to it. And isn't that the proof of God's Spirit working in us? Well, it should be. That should be one of several proofs of God's Spirit working in us, is the ability to be tuned in on the will of God above and beyond our own will. And see, that's the key. The key is we are not taking who we are and bringing it before God and saying, hey, this is good, because it's not. What we have to do is take who we are and say, change it, develop it, help me to be more Christ-like and sacrificial, and to put my will entirely aside. And that's a hard process. It is. Very hard process. Matthew 13, uh, verses 9 to 13. He who has ears, let him hear. There's a good hint right there. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus answered them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has, to him more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even when he has what he has, shall be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. So again, you see the same theme coming through, seeing and hearing seeing and hearing. And Jesus is saying that that is how you're going to understand the will of God. Looking and listening, the, or I'm sorry, the looking and listening elements are a key beginning place to truly be ready. And that's the thing, Jonathan, those are just the beginning. Okay, they're the beginning, the place where we start. Look for and listen for what changes ought to be made uh, according to God's will and plan, and that's only a part of the readiness process. Right. So getting ready to take the shot takes a lot of effort. Look and listen is, is essentially the, the, the front end of the effort of getting ready. There's a great quote here um, from Michael Gara, Garofalo uh, just, uh, that, that is talking about gardening, but it really is about what we need to be thinking about. A calloused palm and dirty fingernails precede a green thumb. The point is, there's a lot of work that goes into the, the, the cultivation of the garden before the fruits of your labors come up. That's right. Nobody sees the work. Nobody sees the effort. Nobody watches the time that's gone into it. But when they see the garden, they say, oh, wow, look at that. I want to be able to do that. No, you don't. You, you just like the end result. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Not you, all the work it takes to make and it And that's the point of the, the, the readiness process is making sure we're doing all of that upfront preparation before we get started. Let's go to another soundbite. This is from citypsychology.com. And this is the Dr. Lisa Wilson talking about uh, New Year's resolutions and, and the, the issues and problems that we have with them. And sometimes her accent's a little bit hard to, to, to understand, but she's got some really, really, really important points. We often start by setting too high expectations. We set unrealistic goals in time frames that are unachievable. What then starts to happen is we start to become self-critical as we falter. So as we become less successful in our attempts, we start to beat ourselves up. We might find ourselves saying things like, who am I kidding? Why could I do this? I, didn't, I can never do this. <clears throat> so we begin to believe those thoughts. And as we begin to believe those thoughts, and we begin to believe that it's not possible, that's when we start to give up on the things that we set out in the first place. So setting too high expectations and unrealistic goals actually ends up being self-defeating. 
And that's a powerful, powerful uh, piece of advice because that's what happens. We set up, we set up a goal. Hey, I'm going to lose uh, 14 pounds in the next by the end of January because I really, I'm really focused and serious now. And, and like, who are you kidding? You know, and, and when, when you don't do it because you haven't really thought it through, because you're looking and you're listening and saying, yeah, see, I'm, you know, I'm carrying extra weight. I don't like carrying extra weight, so I'm going to have to lose the extra weight. And say, okay, I'm just, I'm, and I just want to be done with it now. I'm, I've, I've had it. I've had enough. And we make that great proclamation in our own mind, and then we decide. But it hasn't been filtered through for, thoroughly enough. And so we set ourselves up to be defeated. How about a spiritual goal? How about better prayer life? And, and you can, we, can, we can do something like that and take that and say, okay, I'm going to have a better prayer life and I'm going to start today. Wonderful. Great. But don't expect to overhaul everything by next week. Right. I mean, we are creatures of habit. So we have to take the habits that we have and we have to adjust away from some habits to make room for other habits. And it takes time and effort. It takes a lot of preparation it, to be prepared to do your goal. To get ready. So it's not only looking and listening for what it is that we want to do and want to change in our resolutions, but we have to think. That's the other part of readiness. Looking and listening are one level of engagement, but having to think about it is another. Thinking takes an effort that most people just won't make. And boy, does that sound bad to say that. <laughs> it does. But it's true. We, Human we, nature. We look, we listen, and then we decide. And what we're saying is look, listen, and now think it through. And then you are now getting truly ready. Proverbs 23, 7 is a great verse on that. For as he thinketh within himself, so is he. All right. So you've got your thoughts actually produce your reality. So when you give up on yourself, it's because your thinking has told you to. Well, why has your thinking told you to? Because you haven't done the, the proper readiness. One more scripture on that. Second Corinthians 10, 4 to 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, that's a great resolution right there. Let's take every thought captive to obey Christ. Whoa. And, every thought? Well, right, and that's exactly, the, the, see, that's the thinking process you've got to go through. Wait a minute, every thought? What does that really mean? Because you could set yourself up and say, okay, this is my resolution. And you know what? In an hour, you're going to come back to yourself and say, man, I really screwed that up. Maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> well, and, and the whole point is we have to make sure we think it through clearly enough so that we can achieve levels of success. And that gives us more confidence to keep on going. See, this is where true engagement really begins in the resolution process. Take thoughts captive is to reset our perspective on purpose. And to, for us to say, I resolve to take every thought captive, and this might sound bad, but it's a, foolish, it's a foolish resolve. Rather, why don't we resolve to say, I am going to focus on learning how to understand my thinking, and as I go, take more and more of my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. See, that way, we, can, we were acknowledging we've got so, so long a way to go. Good point. And look, folks, just because you're a Christian, just because you've come to Christ and accepted him as your personal Savior, doesn't mean the work is over. It's just begun. It hasn't even begun. I mean, that's just, the, that's just the thinking process and acceptance. Now the work starts, and that's what it means to be a Christian. Face the fact to be a Christian means I, my, my, my profession in life is to change myself from what I am to becoming more and more Christ-like. Folks, if you have a thought, it's 866-985-4255.
800-985-4255. Toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And this would be a great program to go to our website, ChristianQuestions.com, and sign up for CQ Rewind, the full edition. Yeah, you. Uh, it's a free service. It's available at ChristianQuestions.com. It's exclusively available there. You can't get it anywhere else. And it gives you all of the scriptures, a lot of the, the, uh, the, the uh, transcript of the program, and helps put it in place so you can see it. There's graphics. There's illustrations. Uh, very creative. Uh, teamwork here that goes into this. It's a fantastic job. Yeah, we have a, we have a great team of uh, volunteers that works on that every single week. A lot of great bonus material, too. So, ChristianQuestions.com, so you can rewind the full edition. You can go there and sign up. It's a free service. Uh, let's go to another soundbite, Jonathan. This is from Dr. Mike Evans, and this is also about New Year's resolutions. And he, and he brings in some interesting uh, additional thoughts to help round out our understanding of the whole process. It's difficult to say what it is precisely about New Year's, but I think a lot of what we do is about culture. And, and I think New Year's creates a pocket to stop and, and to think, to be mindful, to reflect, to go public with a change and to support others that are changing as well. This ability to reflect is, is the key educational skill I want my students and residents to have, to be what we call a reflective learner, to see our personal strengths and weaknesses, to have clarity about priorities, to balance optimism with realism, have flexibility. We all have the capacity for this type of learning, but our busyness and I, and I think our habits often get in the way. And I love that, that, that phrase, be a reflective learner, which means to see our personal strengths and weaknesses have clarity about priorities. What that's doing, Jonathan, is it's, it's acknowledging where I am in my life mm-hmm. and then where I need to go and the, and the fact that there's a gap. And that gap can't be, we can't just take the, the running leap over that gap. No. We have to work our way through the gap. Build that bridge. That's right. So once we take our thoughts captive, once we work on taking our thoughts captive, we have to keep them captive. And how do you keep your thoughts captive to Christ? There's a great scripture that gives us the answer. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there is any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. So, to be ready is to look, listen, and think, all based on the perspective of God's will in us. It's all based on looking at things and saying, okay, it's God's will, not mine. Let me change step by step. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim. Oops. Coming up, how do we vitalize our focus? When aiming at our target, how clear or specific should it be? If our aim is off, will we fail? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim, oops. (laughs) To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. 
and our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And folks, we want to remind you about our uh, Christian Questions Christmas Story uh, CD that we would love to give you if you'd like to have one. Uh, give us a call at 866-985-4255. We've already gotten uh, some requests in. One from uh, North Carolina, an online listener in North Carolina. Awesome. Uh, wanted one. And again, it's, it's last week's program without all of the the radio stuff. It's just the story. And it's very, very, it's an inspiration to remember the true meaning of Christmas. Again, uh, call in and let our call screener know. Give her your information and we'll take care of it for you. 866-985-4255. So, Jonathan, we've talked about being ready. Mm-hmm. Listen, look, yes. and think. Right. Okay, and don't forget to think. Part two is aim. And to aim is to commit yourself. This part of the process is gathering up of the previous preparation work and focusing it in a forward direction. When you aim, what do you do? Well, you know, if you're going to if you're going to take a foul shot, you know, I I like to play basketball even though I'm too short to play basketball. That's another story. I got to tell you a story about being too short too. You're a good player. <laughs> you're a good shooter too. Yeah. Well. Um, the story I'm being short in a minute, but uh, what what do you do? You, you go to the foul line, you focus on the target, you shut out the distractions, you relax for the sake of your best shot, and you know you were reminding me one of the things you have to do is exhale. That's right, just kind of get everything out, and then you become committed to this action, regardless of whatever else is happening. Right. That's how you do the aim process, uh, and and it it really means being focused. James one eight is a great scripture on this. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That is such a profound, profound statement that you can't be thinking about two different things because all you do is create instability. Matthew six twenty four as well. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. These are simple statements, but they are so thoroughly overlooked by so many, especially those of us uh, attempting to follow Christ in our lives. We overlook the fact that we are only to be about the service of, to God through Christ and self-sacrificing. And we sometimes think that we can have the best of this world and the best of Christianity. That's right. When we look in the mirror, do we forget who we really are right. when we go away? And, 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 and do we forget who we're really trying to be and try to bring along the fleshly stuff? You can't. That's not what Christianity is. Um, A Roman proverb. This is great. I love this. A man who chases two rabbits catches none. All right. And so (laughs) there (laughs) you have the the, the clarity uh, of of the issue. Let's go back to Dr. Lisa Wilson, uh, citypsychology.com, for a little bit more on uh, just setting goals that are achievable. Make sure that you set specific small goals on the way to this bigger goal that you want to achieve. Make sure that you set some time frames on those things because otherwise they're going to be really difficult to be able to know whether or not you've actually succeeded. The other thing that's going to be really important is to think about your emotions. How are you going to cope with your emotions during this time when you're trying to change something? Quite often the things that we try to change are the things which we've previously used to cope with emotions. So whether that be food, whether that be exercise, whatever it might be, we're suddenly going to try and change some of these things. So what are you going to do when some of those emotions come up for you? Find some alternative ways of coping. So small, specific goals on the way to a bigger goal. Break it down into pieces because that way you can measure it as you go along step by step by step. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a quote from a, a movie, the, the movie The Patriot that Mel Gibson was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking to his sons about shooting and, and he says, Aim small, miss small. And that, there, there, that's a profound 
thought when you think about it. And you reminded me of somebody who did a very good job at that. That's right. David and Goliath. Remember <laughs> the story? Yeah. David, now, you think about the preparation, the years of preparation for that particular battle. He was a shepherd. He fought off bears and wolves and, and any enemy of the sheep. And he was an expert with his sling. Yes. So he brought what he was prepared with into the battle, even though he was offered all kinds of other things. He had a small target to hit on that great big giant. That's right. That one part of his forehead that was, was exposed. Exposed, yeah. And he aimed small and he hit his target because he was prepared. So it gives you a real great sense of the kinds of things we need to do to set ourselves up to accomplish our resolutions. Well, Rick, let's go to the phones. We have Julius from Connecticut. Good morning, Julius, and welcome to Christian Questions. Gentlemen, good morning. Happy New Year. To you, too. Thank you. No, uh, uh, one of the things that I, I struggle and uh, I keep saying to myself, you know, uh, uh, I got to control my, uh, my, be moderate with my supper. Supper time is my big meal. And I say, well, how great it would be if I leave the table just a little bit hungry. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> Even though I don't have a weight problem, still I like the idea of not overeating. Okay, reality check. Uh, what a great quote from Montana, preparation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is uh, really worthwhile repeating. Uh, you know, all the years I've been around Bible students, I've studied the Bible, and uh, God knows I've listened, I've heard dozens and dozens of sermons. But 50 more years ago, before you were born, Rick, yeah, with uh, this uh, uh, preacher, he was diminutive. I mean, he was elderly, and he, he even limped. And one sermon, all the years, has stuck to my mind. Uh, his, his topic was, what lack, what lack I yet, you know, uh, what, what must I do to be ready? And uh, I, 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 that so impressed me, because that's my daily struggle. And I go to uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.11, I think it is. Uh, I, that, that text challenges me every day. In essence, it says, uh, study to be quiet, uh, do your work, and mind your business. That challenges me every day. And I think one of the scriptures you've quoted also before is... Uh, Ecclesiastes 5, chapter 5, verse 5. If you make sure, you, you know, if better not to make a vow than to make and not keep it. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Julius. Appreciate your call. Bye bye. So, study to be quiet, except when you're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of good thoughts. Yeah, and, and, and again, for, for Julius, he's just putting things in perspective, saying, you know, you've got to really, really focus on those things that are most important to you. So, Jonathan, as we go through this, you know, we, we, we talked about focusing on the target, you know, a double-minded double man is unstable in all his ways, and now shutting out distractions, often easier said than done. Galatians five thirteen to 17, let's just read uh, 15 and 17. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you do not be consumed one of another. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. So there is an active problem that we have in our daily lives, and we have to shut those distractions out, out as best as we can. And Jonathan, sometimes you can't. You're right. So you just go on and you do the best you can anyway. And then you've got to relax, exhale. To, to, for the sake of your best shot. And to relax is to have confidence, actually, in the direction you're going. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. Let's just read verse 15. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your, of your ancestors, 
which served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So you've got to focus on, you've got to decide, and you, you, you exhale, you say, okay, where is my best devotion of my life going? Where's my aim? Right, right. Where, where is it going? So, folks, look, uh, resolutions are hard. And we make them a sort of a snap judgment, a snap decision, but that's not the way to truly change. We can say it, but we don't do it. So we need to go through the thinking process, the readying process, the looking, listening, and thinking, and then the aiming process, getting everything saying, okay, yes, this is truly important. Because if it's not important, you're not going to do it. You're right. And I also want to remind you just very quickly about the, the CD that we're offering to you today uh, based on last week's program on the, uh, the, the Christmas story, the Christian Questions Christmas story. Uh, give us a call at 866-985-4255. Let our call screener know you'd like one, and we will send that to you free of charge. We want you to have it. It's a great source of inspiration for always putting things back in order. What's the most important thing? That's right. And that's really what that, that is all about. So let's go back to our, our Rhett and Link New Year's resolution song for the last time and hear what they have to say about um, what they're going to do with their New Year's resolutions. Just forget those resolutions you know that you are never going to do and adopt a more realistic view by committing to things that come You go just raise the bar to walk effortlessly underneath. Sounds easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but see again, they're making a point that's so valuable, and that valuable point is we say things and we don't do them, and so they're saying, oh, just focus on the things you do well, like putting the correct shoes on the correct feet. You can do that, right? See, you're good to go. And so often we end up wanting to change, setting ourselves up to fail, and ending up being just like that. And that's not that's, true. that's not where we want to go. So the, one another quote here, Jonathan. This is from uh, Jack Dixon. If you focus on results, you will never change. If you focus on change, you will get results. And there is a key in the terms of how are we aiming. Becoming committed to the action uh, that we're looking to change above all others is important. Philippians three thirteen and 14. Brethren, I count not myself yet to have laid hold, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind... And stretching forward to the things which are before, I press on toward the goal unto the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So once we, we have to commit ourselves, pressing on, pressing on, pressing on, moving forward, and focusing on change. And that's how we're going to get our results. And once we're committed, we can prepare to fire. And, you know, the ready, aim, fire. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more in the second hour about aim, but we're going to really go on to fire, what it really means and, and how effective that is in our lives if we've readied ourselves first and then aimed. But Jonathan, I did want to share with you one quick little personal story about a resolution that I decided I wanted to have yesterday, um, and you tell me if you think this is practical. All right. I want to grow two inches. You do. 
Well, here's what happened. <laughs> Yesterday, I'm in the kitchen with my wife, and you know my wife is taller than me anyway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we're, we're, we're sort of like, we're kind of, we're dancing in the kitchen. I looked at her and I said, you know, you look taller than normal. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> now, I was barefoot. She had slippers on. So she took her slippers off, but it didn't help. Oh, no. So then we decided, well, you know what? We have a, a door in our house where when our kids were growing up, we would measure them. Sure. And we measured ourselves on that door. Uh-oh. And I said, you know what? I think I shrunk. She said, you couldn't have shrunk. So we went over to the door, and I shrunk. I've <laughs> I, I've noticed that in my so age, too. So <laughs> I've decided to resolve to grow two inches. Is that possible? No. Okay. <laughs> Darn. But see, the point of it all is really simple. The point is let's look at the things in our lives that can be changed and look at them in a way that we can change them step by step by step. And those things that can't be changed, we learn to accept them in the best way we can. And because my wife is willing to accept that I'm shorter than I was, and that's pretty bad, <laughs> it, it all will work out. But she hasn't shrunk any. No, that's the problem. <laughs> it's like, what's up with this? How could this be happening? Folks, in the second hour, we're going to be really focusing on aiming and firing in terms of our resolutions and making them work for us in our lives so we can be more Christ-like. If we're not on in your area, for the second hour, go to ChristianQuestions.com, click Listen Live, and stay with us. Also, don't forget, we have that free CD we want you to have, so give us a call at 866-985-4255 for that. For Jonathan and Rick, it's Christian Questions. It's all about New Year's resolutions that will work and how to make them work. So you want to stay with us for the second hour for that. So, until the news and all that is over, it's finally time to change. Ready, fire, aim. Oops. No, that's not the way. We'll be back soon. Till then, think about it. is Christian Questions. G.D. Morgan once said, It is easier to act yourself into a new way of feeling rather than feel your way into a new way of acting. Chew on that for a moment. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Christian Questions Talk Radio with your breakfast with Jonathan and Rick. This isn't your typical Christian commentary. We love talking with our audience And we promise to never talk at you like so many talk shows do today. This is a conversation about biblical topics as we look at them from a different perspective. And Jonathan, that topic this morning is a fun one, and it's a serious one at the same time. Yes, Rick, and our question is, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim, oops. (laughs) And our theme text is found in Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty come surely to poverty. So it's the last program of 2013. We wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. We want to talk about a process to really help us make the changes that we deem to be really important in our lives, especially the changes we deem to be important in our Christian lives. So we have to prepare. We do. That's the first thing. That's the ready. Okay? You have to prepare. You have to think. You have to look and listen. Those are the things you have to do to prepare. Then you have to... Aim. All right. Aim comes before fire. Let's get it right. Okay. <laughs> well, we usually don't do it that no, way. No, we don't. We're arbitrary when we make New Year's resolutions, and that's where we fail. So to aim is the act of committing oneself. To aim is to do what? There's four points here, John. Focus on the target. Shut out distractions. 
relax for the sake of your best shot. Exhale. And then the last is become committed to this action above all others. So that those are the things that we need to really, really focus on. So we want to really look at the commitment aspect of that uh, in the segment of AIM. And then in the next two segments, we'll get into what it means to fire. But uh, Jonathan, just before we get started with that, uh, we have a, a special offer uh, available today at Christian Questions. That's right. We have a CD giveaway, and it's based on our Christian Questions Christmas story of last week. And what we did is we put the story itself, just the story, on a, on, onto a, a CD format so that you can take the story, the true meaning of Christmas, and it ends up being about 70 minutes, and it gives you a sense in chapters of, of the, all of the surrounding things that happened uh, at the birth of Jesus. Very inspiring. It's a wonderful way to keep the main thing the main thing. So if you'd like that CD, just call us, uh, and our call screener will take the information, 866-985-4255, toll-free, 866-985-4ALL. Let us know you'd like it. We'll give it, get it uh, out to you over the next couple of weeks, and uh, God bless you with it. It's there as to, to, to uh, be a tool of inspiration. I guess that's, that's, the, that's why we want you to have it. That's right. And it's free. No obligation. Okay, so Jonathan, let's get back to commitment. You know, we were talking about changes that can be made and can't be made, and at right. the end of the last you, hour, you can't grow two more inches. I Sorry, Rick. you know, my wife is three inches taller than me. I'm only asking for two of them. <laughs> and you've shrunk recently. Yeah, and then, you know that makes it even worse. But the point is, focus on those things that can and should change, and 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 that way we don't waste our energy going in the in the wrong directions. With commitment, always comes doubt and challenges. And that's the important thing. This next soundbite from Dr. Lisa Wilson on um, New Year's resolutions from citypsychology.com is a great word picture for how to deal with doubts and challenges. You Folks, pay attention to this. The other thing that you want to do is think of ways of tackling some of those self-critical thoughts. Self-critical thoughts will come up. Expect them. When they do come up, perhaps imagine that they are perhaps junk email, the junk email that comes through and rather than reading every email and treating every thought as if it was a fact, file it away. Carry on with what you were doing. So, self-critical thoughts are like spam. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> I don't like spam. No. Oh, no, that's not the kind of spam. Spam email, Jonathan, spam email. <laughs> and, and, and the whole point of it, though, it's, it's, such a, it's such an important thing because all of this information comes in and we have the ability to just say, I don't even need to pay attention to this. You don't even have to open it. You don't have to take your time. You just hit the button and you press delete and then it goes away. That's how we need to focus uh, ourselves to be able to make the changes that are important. And Rick, spiritually, we know that Satan tries to show, to, to trip us up by yes. giving us thoughts to discourage us, to make us stop our, our Christian goals. So we have to be aware we're fighting a battle here. Yes, it is a battle. And, you know, in, in terms of resolutions, you know, there's lots of resolutions we can make as human beings, but there's other resolutions we can make as, as potential spirit beings, as, as new creatures in Christ. And what's the difference between the two? What part do we change, and what part does God change? Doesn't God just, can't God just say, okay, I'll change you for you, or do we have to play a part? And how do you figure out the two parts of that? This is an important uh, point in terms of commitment, and Romans 12, 1 and 2, I think, helps us to get God's part and our part. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. 
All right, so we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. We're to give give our part. That, right. That's what we have to do. Yes. We have to give our part. We have to put ourselves in line to be sacrificed, and that means our will. That's right. Now, next, the transformation part is verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So now there's a transformation. You have to transform from what you were to what God would have you to be. And so God, through his spirit, if we present ourselves that willing, living sacrifice, he can now help to make the transformation happen. But we have to have the willingness first. We do. We have to take that first step in saying, I want to be transformed, so he can then work the transformation in us. Right. And if we don't take the first step, and Jonathan, it's not just saying it, it's positioning yourself. It's readying yourself and aiming. It's putting everything so that that's the important thing. It's not just lip service here. We're talking about life service. Not lip service, life service. True transformation requires planning and foresight, just like we were talking about. Dr. Mike Evans, let's go to another soundbite on change. And folks, meanwhile, if you have a thought and or if you'd like that free CD from the Christian Questions Christmas Story from last week, either way, you have a thought you'd like to join us or you'd like that free CD, it's 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. Christian Questions, a weekly habit that's good for you. Thanks for tuning us in every Sunday morning from 7 to 9. Join our conversation any day and time at ChristianQuestions.com. All right, so let's go to Dr. Mike Evans on, and this soundbite we call the Smaller Popcorn Bucket Soundbite on New Year's Resolutions. I see success linked with small goals and small wins. I see more facilitation than motivation, more self-monitoring than self-control. Willpower isn't static. It, it kind of comes and goes. And in, instead of fending off one urge after another, these people set up their lives to minimize temptations. Science tells us if you have a bigger bucket of popcorn, you'll eat it. Good changers know this, and they play offense, not defense. They schedule weekly activities or games, throw out the ashtray, they, they put out their running shoes. They use their high willpower moments to prepare for their low willpower moments. They, they cut fruits and veggies and put them at the front of the fridge. They call and, and make an appointment with the trainer. So a lot of very, very good things in there. And he talks about set up your life to minimize temptations, uh, using your high willpower moments to prepare for your low willpower moments. And that is a powerful tool in all aspects of life. You know, there's lots of changes we want to make in our physical lives. But in our spiritual lives, we have spiritually high willpower moments and spiritually low willpower moments. But, Rick, the larger bucket of popcorn is only a dollar more. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, we went to the movies and took our our great nephew. I understand you know that. I upgraded to the popcorn (laughs) because, you know, hey, I like popcorn and, you know, you know, why not? Why not? So did you eat all of that popcorn? I ate some, but I, I did leave some for Johnny. (laughs) <laughs> oh, good for you. You left some. For, that's your, your, your nephew? Great nephew. Great yeah. nephew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So you left some for him. Mm-hmm. That was very sporting of you. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and, and he did have some of his root beer. <laughs> okay. Okay. See where this is going. So let's focus now on. And all I want to do is grow two inches. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the idea is to really focus on the important parts of, of our lives and resolving to make the changes um, 
that that need to be made. And you know, so often we want to, and then we just don't do it. But we want to, and we just don't do it. It reminds me of a, a great quote from William James: "Nothing is so fatiguing as the eternal hanging on of an unaccomplished task." So you have that task that's just never getting done, and it wears you out. Because it's something you've said, I've got to change this, I want to change this, I want to improve my prayer life like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But because we take it and we don't, we don't focus it and maybe it's too general or maybe it's too big, it's always an unaccomplished task and therefore it's fatiguing. And, and, and folks, think about that. We don't want to be in that position. We want to be in the position of having the change be something that we can get our arms around and say, yeah, I can do this one small step at a time. I do my part, God does his part. I do my part, God does his part. You know, and, and it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Once we do our part, once we set our human, earthly, physical resolve, then God can bless that. But we have to do our part first. That's he, right. It's not going to miraculously come upon us. To aim, this is what we're talking about, is to commit yourself also requires broad and clear perspective of what we're committed to. To aim is to decide to base our life in humility. And that is is enormous it is. if you want a Christian resolution to come through. Romans 12, uh, verses 3 to 15, we'll break it down into pieces. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually, members one of another. So the aiming process, remember we're doing the ready, aim, fire, not the ready, fire, aim. Okay? Right. The aiming process is to think humbly and to have sound judgment as God has allotted. See, God has allotted us the ability for sound judgment, and sound judgment doesn't come from human thinking. No. It comes from the spiritual mind. I love your definition of humility uh, because it really it makes it understandable. Humility is an accurate assessment of oneself. That's what it is. It's not beating yourself down. It's not, it's not uh, um, unduly building yourself up. It's understanding who and what you are. And humility, Jonathan, recognizes those things that you are good at. Excellent. And it doesn't say, well, you know, it doesn't put on this false air of, of saying, well, no, I'm really not good. I mean, look, if you are, you are. And that's okay. Because it was a talent given to you by the Lord. And now use it. Take the spiritual strength of that and help your other areas of spiritual weakness. Folks, if you have a thought, or if you'd like to get that free CD, that free Christmas CD uh, from last week's program, you can give us a call at 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. Out from the dark ages and into the light of today, join us 24-7 at ChristianQuestions.com. Let's continue with Romans 12. I don't think we'll get through the whole thing, but uh, the next section, Jonathan, is to aim. Okay, we're talking about aiming. It's to grasp what we are to do and what we are to support. This is Romans 12, uh, 6 through 8. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to proportion of faith, if service, in his serving, or he who teaches, in his teaching, or he who exalts, in his exhortation. He who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, 
He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So again, this scripture is saying exactly what you were drawing us towards. You know, the idea of humility is understanding what it is you're supposed to do, what you're good at. And this is saying, do what you're supposed to do. Yes. And yes. do it do it with, with cheerfulness and, and then build upon that. Now, to aim is also to decide to love without reservation. And let's just read uh, Romans 12, verse 9 for this. Let love be... Nine, 9 and 10, I'm sorry. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, giving preference to one another in honor. So, putting others first. One of the greatest resolves of Christianity must be to be Christ-like. And that's such a big thing. But, you know, Jesus was specific. Love one another as I have loved you. And the way Jesus did that, if you notice, is he put everyone else before him. Yes, he did. And so, now, are we going to be able to do that today, tomorrow, or the next day? Nope. But can we put ourselves in a better position to do that more fully than we could yesterday? Yes. Absolutely. And that's what it means to aim. It's to say, okay, maybe I can't do that big, big thing because it's too big for me, but maybe I can do it small steps at a time. That is what our resolutions really ought to be about. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim. Oops. Coming up, ready, aim, fire, fire. What do we do? Is fire just an instant to prove our faithfulness or does it take a lifetime? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim. Oops. To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now on our website, ChristianQuestions.com, and we have a CD giveaway uh, from last week's program, A Christian Questions Christmas Story. So if you'd like that uh, CD, free of charge, no obligation, uh, again, call the number Jonathan just gave you, 866-985-4255. Let our call screener know your information, and we will get that out to you. Merry Christmas. It is there for you, so you can, hopefully, it can help you keep the right thing and the most important thing the most important thing. So, Jonathan, thus far we've covered the ready aspect. Yes. Preparation necessary to be truly ready to embark on an important journey. To be ready is to look, listen, and think. We covered the aim aspect. To focus and the, the focus and commitment necessary to embark on that important journey. To aim is to put it all in order, to shut out distraction, and to see the target. Right. So now we're going to get into the last aspect, that important, all-important fire. Fire. Get it going. But before we do that... Why don't we go to the phones? All right. Well, we have Randall from Connecticut. Good morning, Randall, and welcome to Christian Questions. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy Sunday, guys. To you, too. And we have Genesis 35-2. So Jacob said, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, and purify yourselves, and change your clothes. Our New Year's resolutions must be interior resolutions. Jesus calls our faith to a radical change, an excess of love for ourselves and others. But this requires changing our thoughts. Luke 2, 34, 35. This child is destined for the falling and rising of many, so that the interior thoughts of many will be revealed. 
If you want to trust, do not think in fear. If you want to be blessed, do not think in scarcity. If you want love, do not think in anger. This is possible in Christ. Matthew twenty three twenty six. First, clean the inside of the cup so that the outside of the cup may become clean. Randall, thanks so much. We appreciate it. God bless you guys. Take care. Randall said something very, very profound. He talked about interior resolutions, resolving from the inside out. And so often at New Year's, we resolve from the outside in. You're right. Because we think, yeah, that's something I ought to do. But it's not something we are willing to do. And so big, big difference there. Jonathan, one last time to our friends Rhett and Link with their New Year's resolution song. And all I can say is don't try this at home. (laughs) Let's listen. Just face the fact you've always thought those resolutions don't mean squat and settle into a more comfortable spot embrace all the things you know you are not hit the snooze roll over then repeat make large purchases then lose the receipts just raise the bar to walk effortlessly underneath. Raise the bar, Rick. Mm-hmm. Raise the bar. To walk effortlessly underneath? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I love that song, Jonathan, because it's so typical of what we sort of think about at New Year's. And they're so right. You know, the resolutions end up not meaning anything because it's just something you do because it's time to do it. So, okay, I guess I better get some resolutions in order. We will not make a change in our lives unless we have willed to make that change, unless we've readied ourselves and we have aimed. And, and you know, we were talking about have to do our part. Yes. And, and um, and that's where fire comes in. You've got to get ready. You, you, you ready yourself. You aim. And then you've got to launch off into the, into, the, uh, in, 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 into the actual accomplishment of those resolutions. But if we don't do our part as a Christian, then we are limiting God's part. Understand that. We want to change and we want to become a better Christian. And we say, yes, I would like this or I would like that. But we don't actually do the work on our part. Present your body a living sacrifice. God can't transform us unless we've presented ourselves a living sacrifice. That's right. He won't step over our will to get to us. He will work through our will to get to us. So if we don't bend our will toward him, we're not giving him an open door. Exactly. And that's serious stuff. Fire. What does it mean to fire? For the Christian, this is not just a quick shot at some target. Rather, it's to be a lifetime event. This represents carrying out of that which we have looked for, listened for, and thought about, and brought to the fore uh, through our commitment. This is the action part of the equation, that, um, and, and the actions need to be bu- to, to build, I'm sorry, to build a life of true change that are, are manifest, manifest in a variety of ways. There's, there's a lot of things that have to happen here, Jonathan. We're not going to have time to talk about them all, but let's just list them off, the, the kinds of fire, the kinds of actions we're talking about. Following. Leading. leading speaking out. Thankfulness. Giving. Receiving. Those are, those are some of the things. We can't talk about them all, but all of them will be mentioned in CQ Rewind, the uh, full edition bonus material. Sign up at ChristianQuestions.com, CQ Rewind, the full edition. And, folks, if you have a thought and you'd like to contribute on, in terms of what it means to make resolutions and maybe some of your own experiences, 
or if you'd like to get that free CD from last week's program, The Christian Questions Christmas Story, give us a call at 866-985-4255, toll free, uh, 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. We've had several people call in for the CD. We're really glad for that. Yes, we We'd are. We'd like, love to have several more, more call in, 866-985-4255. Rick, we have a proverb here, and it says, When the will is ready... The feet are light. And that is so profound. Again, Jonathan, we think about things that we'd like to change, but we're not willing to change them. And what we find is when our will is actually ready, then it's easier to walk the walk. Absolutely. It's easier to go toward the goal. Prepare ourselves. To prepare ourselves to fire is to uh, into a life of following. Let's start with following. That was the first thing. In order to be a great leader, you also first have to be a, a great follower. Following is a hard task. It is. A great example of this is Simon Peter. Uh, it takes a process to arrive at a place to follow. And again, there's a full account of this. The, we're going to be touching on some of Simon Peter's experiences, but Seeker Rewind, the bonus material, has a full account of these. Jonathan, most of us don't realize or don't remember that Peter, what didn't, Jesus just didn't go to Peter and say, come and follow me, and he dropped all and followed him. It was a process, wasn't it? It was a three-step process that happened over a period of several months. And there's a great lesson for us. Simon's first encounter with Jesus, perhaps this was Peter's ready stage. This account is shortly after Jesus came back from 40 days of fasting and praying. This is in John 1, 40-42. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found first his other brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. So Jesus, now this is, a, this is just after Jesus goes off 40 days to, to fast and pray. Mm-hmm. So this is very shortly after that. Jesus' message to Simon is, I know who you are. Because he says, I know who you are, Cephas, or I'm sorry, Simon. You're going to be called Peter. He didn't say you are called, Peter, but right. you're going to be called. I know who you are, and Jesus says to him, I know who you can become. Jesus did not here invite Simon to follow him. It was an introduction. Yes, and he just said, I know about you. And that would have piqued Simon's curiosity, because we all know Simon was so such an impetuous individual. Yes. But that was the first part. That was the getting ready. That was the putting things in order for Simon's sake. Jesus understood the heart of Peter and knew this man is going to be great in my service. But it's going to take a little time exactly. to get him where I want him to be. So that was Peter's ready stage. Let's go back to um, citypsychology.com, Dr. Lisa Wilson, uh, and uh, talking about uh, what to do when you want to give up on your resolutions. Before you give up, think about why this was important to you in the first place. Write it down. Will it still be important to you in 10, 20, or 30 years' time? Is it really still important in this moment? When you made this resolution, what was the underlying reason for it? If you decided that what you wanted to do was to lose weight, why did you want to lose weight? Was it because you wanted to be healthier? Was it because you wanted to have more energy? Make sure that you're really clear. This helps you to identify what your values are, and this will help you to keep going with your resolution a long way. So she says something very important here in the midst of all of this talk about Christian change. Why? Okay, we always talk about what. What resolution are you making? But we don't always focus on the why. And if the why is big enough, the what tends to fall into line with 
the why. So is this goal only for a year? Right. Is it only just because you want to look better? And or is, is it a permanent change? Right. Is it something that's going to alter your very life? And those things that alter our very lives are those things that are most important. And for a Christian, there are so many things that can alter our very lives. It's, it's living a life of sacrifice. It's, it's like we talked about your prayer life. It's, it's, it's your fellowship. It's your service to one another. It's your ability and desire to study the word. I mean, it's all of these parts of our Christian lives. And, you know, what it comes down to, Jonathan, it's interesting because when you were younger, you decided to give your life to Christ. Yes. Now, looking back over those several years... Did you know all of what it took to give your life to Christ? No way. Did you know just a little bit? Just a little. At the beginning, yeah. And so, as the years go by, is what's happened to you then, in your personal experience, you've learned more of what it's like to give your life in sacrifice. Absolutely. And, 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 And the definition of that grows as you grow in Christ. Correct. And that's the way it should be. See, we don't just decide once to give our lives and sacrifice, we make that initial decision and then we need to build on it and expand it and build on it and expand it because our maturity opens up our understanding. Correct. And once you have greater understanding, then you can more fully sacrifice. And then once you more fully sacrifice, you can have greater understanding. And once you have greater understanding, you can then more, f- more fully sacrifice. <laughs> and that's the process. Yes of growing and resolving to live a life of Christ-likeness. So giving our lives is not just a one-time thing. It's a constant, uh, lifelong thing. So with the process, though, Simon Peter was getting ready. He was drawn by Jesus in that first stage. Let's go to the second encounter of Simon Peter uh, and Jesus. This is about six months or so after Jesus' baptism. This is, so this is about six months later, uh, maybe five months later, actually. Um, this is Matthew four eighteen to 22. Now, as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. So you think, okay, so now we thought it was three stages, and on two he's already following. He did leave these nets, and he left his boat, and he went to follow Jesus, but he went back to fishing. That's the thing we don't realize. So this is the aim stage. Peter is now figuring out what it is to focus on following Jesus. He doesn't do it permanently here. He does it because it's part of the process that he's learning, but he is, he's, he's still not there yet. He's still aiming. He's still putting things in order. He's still beginning to understand what it is to follow Jesus. And sometimes we need that time, it, yes. depending on our personality. Uh, and which we know he needed extra time. And the great news is that Jesus is patient. Yes. And yes. he understands. And we can see here how he could read Peter's heart. Absolutely. And he is patient and willing for us to grow into our service to him. So, folks, again, if you have a thought on resolutions and what it means to you, or if you'd like to get that uh, free CD from last week's program, The Christian Questions Christmas Story, um, give us a call at 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. Uh, and let us know whether you have comments. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you just want to get that CD, call in and let our call screener know. She'll get your information and we'll get it out to you in a couple of weeks. Also, go to our website and become a Twitter follower. To learn about upcoming programs and new updates posted, our website has over 500 archive programs. Go 
to ChristianQuestions.com. So, Jonathan, in this second interchange between Jesus and Simon Peter, Jesus' message to Simon here is, I know you, I want you now to follow me for true satisfaction. Now, Simon leaves his nets and follows, but then he goes back to his fishing business. So Simon was there, but he wasn't all the way there. Jesus knew that and was patient. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject, is it finally time to change? Ready, fire, aim. Oops. Coming up, fire can hurt, fire can burn, fire can destroy. Fire also means zeal. Fire purifies. Are you on fire for Jesus? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, is it finally time to change? Ready, aim, fire. Ah, that's better. Got it. <laughs> to be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now and our website, ChristianQuestions.com. Took you an hour and 40 minutes, but you got it. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Jesus is patient. (laughs) That's right. And that's a great, great example of that. And again, folks, uh, if you'd like to get that free CD from last week's program, uh, A Christian Questions Christmas Story, we'd love to send it to you. It's free, no obligation, 866-985-4255. Let our call screener know, and she'll take your information, and we'll get that out to you in the next couple of weeks great tool of inspiration. And speaking of tools, Jonathan, that's where we're heading now with our conversation about New Year's resolutions, about making changes. You have to have the kinds of tools necessary to actually make the change. Let's go back to Dr. Mike Evans on New Year's resolution talking about tools of change. When I think of successful changers, I I actually don't think of the CEO laying out a large agenda or goals. I think more of the plumber or carpenter. These people come prepared with tools. They know they need to reframe and adapt older structures, uh, but they also know they can build what needs to be built. Better habits, one room at a time. Now, January was named by the Romans to honor Janus, the god of beginnings and transitions. He faces both the future and the past, and, and I think that is what is special about New Year's. Learning from the past, but pointing to a new you and saying, that's where I want to go. So the idea is make sure you have the tools of change and don't envision yourself like the CEO of some big company who lays out some big agenda, but envision yourself like a plumber or a carpenter carrying the tools necessary to make the change. See, see Jonathan, there's, there's two basic schools of thought. One school of thought says great ideas can change the world. The other school of thought says actions are what changes the world. He's right and he's right. They are both right, but the idea is the beginning place for the action. And if the idea is not proper and godly, the change then won't be good. Sounds like faith and works. Yes, so we have to put those things in place. It's the ideas that are God-based and then taking the actions on our own part so God can then use his idea in our life Use his will in our life and actually help us get to his will. I mean, hey, that's the, that's the jackpot as far as I'm concerned. And look how he did it for Peter. And let's get to the third interchange between Jesus and Peter. And this is perhaps the fire stage for Peter. Now, uh, we're dropping in on Jesus' teaching. He's using Peter's boat as his platform. Okay, there's so many people. He gets in the boat, backs away from the shore so he can teach. This is Luke chapter 5, uh, verses 4 to 11. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. 
Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish, their nets were beginning to break. So Jesus finished his speaking. He's with Peter, and he says, by the way, why don't you do some fishing now? And Peter says, ah, no, we haven't caught anything, you know, so why bother? But he says, but if you say so, I will. So you can see that he's, he's seeing Jesus as somebody greater than him. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought the boat back to shore, they left everything and followed him. This was it. This is where, Jesus, uh, where, where Peter got to ready, aim, fire. This is it. Because that last miracle where they caught all these fish, that boat almost began to sink, Peter sees it and his reaction is, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. That means he's ready. See, that means he's ready. That means he's seen things. That means he's gotten his aim. And Jesus says, don't be afraid because I will make you a fisher of men. And then when they came to shore, Peter said, that's it. This is now what I must do. That is what it means, fire. When we say fire, that's what it means. Jesus drew him first. Jesus called him out, and he came for a short time, then he went back home. And now Peter comes with him and stays. And the rest, as we always say, is history. So Jesus' message to Simon is, I know you, and I know you are willing to follow. Now you, as you follow me, your own sin is going to seem to be overwhelmingly uh, and, uh, overwhelming and unconquerable. But Jesus says, I say to you, as you follow me and trust in me, you can now do it without fear. For with my, Jesus' strength, you will become fearless fishers of men. And so Simon Peter is now ready to fire. That's right. He's been readied. He is aimed. And now he's ready to fire. What, a great quote here from Mary Pickford. If you have made mistakes, even serious ones, there is always another chance for you. When we call What we call failure is not falling down, but... The staying down. And that's such an important principle, Jonathan, here. Rick, is it possible to reset after failure? Or does Satan win? How do we deal with it? It's a choice. See, it becomes a choice. It's absolutely possible to reset, but is it probable that we're going to reset? Not always. Right. So we have to have our will set to do the will of God. And once we fall down, one of the things we have to look at, if we, if we resolve to be more Christ-like and we fall down on that, we've got to ask ourselves, well, why did I fall down? And if we can figure out some of the things, maybe we tried to bite off more than we could chew, God understands, and Jesus is patient with us so that we can get up, absolutely get up and try again and re-prepare ourselves to fire again. And, and look, you know, a just man falls seven times. Sometimes there's misfires. <laughs> yes, there are. Because what happens when the just man falls seven times? He rises up again. He rises up again. Uh, Jonathan, let's go to the soundbite with the history of New Year's resolutions because this is a little bit more sort of interesting sidelight history um, on the development. Remember, New Year's resolution started in, in Babylon 4,000 years ago. Yes, yes. And then the Roman Empire sort of moved it to January uh, based on the god of Janus, the god of change, January. And now this is going into medieval times and it talks about grapes and doors and things. I just think it's fascinating. In medieval times, knights reaffirmed their commitment to chivalry as a yearly tradition. To this day, the tradition of New Year's resolutions and getting rid of past bad luck continues. 
Various countries have differing approaches. At the stroke of midnight in Wales, a back door is opened and then shut to release the luck of the past year. Spain residents eat 12 grapes at midnight to bring good luck in the coming months. What's your New Year's resolution? Oh, if it was only as simple as opening and closing a door and eating grapes, I'd, I'd be good, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, easy. <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's the ritual that creates some kind of an importance. Because, see, when we put ritual in place in our lives, it's because we have a belief in it. And that indicates what's important to us. So there is something valuable about, valuable about the ritual of change, the ritual of ready, aim, fire. And it's important to have certain kinds of rituals in place if we're going to really, truly execute change uh, in our lives. And, and John, just a quick example of that personally, and I've, and I've told this story before that uh, I am not an, an early morning person. Right. Uh, but through several months of working and working and working at it, I trained myself to be able to get up much, much earlier than is natural for me. And it was painful to do it, but I did it like three minutes at a time. I'd set my alarm three minutes earlier, and I'd do that for three, four, or five days. And I'd say, okay, see, I could do that. Now I can set another three minutes earlier. And I'd do that till I got to the point where I was getting up early enough to be able to go to the gym in the morning. And what I do every night before is I get all of my gym stuff together and I bring it downstairs and I put it on the chair. So when I wake up in the morning, it's ready. It's that ritual that helps me accomplish that simple little thing. And it's that personal discipline that we have to focus on spiritually to make our lives fire in order to be more pleasing to God. Prepare ourselves and fire into a life of righteousness. 2 Timothy 2, 15-19. Give diligence to present thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, handling aright the word of truth. But shun profane babblings, for they will proceed further in ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a gangrene. Howbeit the firm foundation of God standeth, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of our Lord depart from unrighteousness. See, now this scripture is very focused on what's right and what's true. Yes. What it's saying is give diligence to present yourself approved to God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, handling aright the word of truth. So it's saying, look, change is all good, but make sure that your change is based in that which is good and righteous and true and spiritual. All of this other stuff is not the, the place to go to get your, 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 your growth and inspiration from. You're right. You're you know, right. it's not the idea of, of opening and closing a door to get good luck or bad luck out of your life again no. or something like that. It's something about focusing on godliness, especially for the Christian. Focusing on godliness first. And where do you find godliness? The greatest source of godliness is in the Word of God. Right. It's really that simple. Folks, if you have a thought, now would absolutely be the time. And if you would like to get the uh, free CD from last week's program, A Christian Questions Christmas Story, uh, give us a call at 866-985-4255, toll free 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And our website, ChristianQuestions.com. So, Jonathan, as we begin to um, get into the final uh, few minutes of this program, we are looking at the idea of fire, ready, aim, fire, and what does it mean? And fire means life transformation. Yes. That's really what it means. In, in so many different ways, you can, we can create the picture in, in so many different aspects of our lives. Um, 
and and the the big the big lesson here is this is a great big journey. That's what it is. Let's go to very quickly, uh, Dr. Lisa Wilson, one last time from CityPsychology.com about this journey of change. Start to think about this as a journey. Quite often, when we set ourselves up for New Year's resolutions, we're looking to get to the end point. Well. When we're going on a journey, the journey is all part of the whole experience. Consider this. You can either spend this journey checking your watch, finding how long it's going to take you to get there, or you can enjoy the experience and really notice along the way. See your pitfalls, see your hurdles as just part of the journey and part of the experience of getting there. So it's a journey, and if we are in a journey of Christian change and we're saying to ourselves, oh, when are we going to get there? We're missing the points. Mm. We have to enjoy and soak up the journey. A uh, couple of last scriptures here, John, if we have time. First Peter 4, verses 7 through 8. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. And really what that scripture is talking about, Jonathan, is firing ourselves into a life of giving. It's, it's firing ourselves into a position of saying, I am going to live a life where I am not the most important thing, but godliness and following Christ in his footsteps. And serving the brotherhood. Those are the most important things. I, you know, there was a, there was a uh, and I think I mentioned this several weeks ago in a program, there was a book uh, about Brian Piccolo, who was a, a professional football player back in the 1960s. Um, he died of cancer. He, he was a running back alongside of Gail Sayers for the Chicago Bears. And um, the book was entitled, I Am Third. And it was God first, my family second, I am third. And it just is a, such a, a profound statement to where we fit. And our lives as Christians ought to be firing along the lines of living a giving life of just always being focused on giving and attaining unto those things which are spiritually sound in our lives. That's what our master did. He gave of himself completely. And that's what we must resolve to do. We can't do it like he did, but we can do little pieces of what he did. Yes. Last scripture, Galatians 6, 8 through 10. For he that soweth unto his own flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth unto the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap eternal life. So there it is. Ready, aim, fire right there. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So then, if we have opportunity, let us work that which is good toward all men, and especially toward them that are of the household of faith. So there we have it. Let us do good to all men, especially unto those of the household of faith. But, Jonathan, you can't do good just unto the household of faith and ignore the rest of everybody. No, you can't. And you can't just look at everybody else and ignore the household of faith. Right. It is a broad perspective of firing ourselves into a life of giving. And when you think about that, just think of the example that Jesus gave us and how he would heal the sick. They were not necessarily there to follow him. They were there for the food and for the healing. <laughs> That's what they were there for. But Jesus healed them anyway. We have great opportunity for great change in our lives. But folks, let's not try to bite off more than we can chew. Let's not try to change things that just aren't able to be changed. But let's realize what is important to change in terms of godliness. Let's look to God through Jesus in prayer. Let's ready ourselves, put ourselves in a position of understanding. Let's aim ourselves. Let's get everything in order. And then let's fire. And if we fall, just get up and fire again. Change is a process. Ready yourself, aim yourself and fire yourself at Christ Life is. For Jonathan and Rick at Christian Questions, until next week, we hope you've enjoyed being with us. Much more to come next week, but till then, 
Think about it.